You are listening to Golf Trips Radio, the podcast for the traveling golfer looking to explore great golf destinations, learn where to play, where to stay, and what to do along the way. And now your host, Brian Weiss, publisher of GolfTrips.com. Welcome back to Golf Trips Radio. This is Brian Weiss. And I'm about to air an interview that I did with the Back Nine Boys Golf Show, which is featured on ESPN Coastal Radio, which broadcasts to southeastern Georgia and parts of South Carolina. My interview with Rich Stiles featured my recent trip to Thailand. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. How many golf trips do you take? I mean, how far are they away from your house, from where you live, from where you work? Well, our next guest, Brian Weiss, traveled to Thailand, Southeast Asia, for a two-week trip of a lifetime. Good morning, Brian, and welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Good morning. Uh, first off, all right, you spent some time in Thailand. We're going to talk about that. But did you learn anything that we could say on the air in Thailandese? Um, in Thai would be Soadikap. Uh, uh, which is uh, good morning, sir. Um, oh. uh, and I guess what's very unique is sir and madam is from the point of reference of the person speaking. So I would say soa de crop, which is uh, good morning, sir. But because I'm a sir, no matter if I'm talking to a woman or a male, I would use sir. And uh, so that's crap. And cup is, uh, or ka rather, is uh, for coming from a woman. So that is, uh, uh, that is my last impression because from a Buddhist um, culture, they are so friendly and so nice. Uh, it was said everywhere I went. Well, uh, I know a lot of people would like to hear about it. How long was the plane trip from Thailand? And you flew out of Chicago, I'm sure, because you're, you live in Wisconsin and you probably went to Chicago? Yeah, Chicago is the uh, largest airport, I guess, in the Midwest uh, for, for me to fly out. Okay. And the, uh, the flight was 16 hours. I flew to uh, Taipei. There aren't any direct flights, but I flew to Taipei, uh, Taiwan. And uh, that was 16 hours and then another three hours uh, from um, um, Taipei to Bangkok. So uh, my travel time was about 24 hours. Woo! And, and uh, yeah, but, you know, I was excited and nervous, and, uh, you know, there's movies on the planes, so the time went pretty fast. Yeah, there can't be enough movies, though, for uh, 24. Anyway, <laughs> but um, what were your first thoughts? Because you and I were playing golf together when you, when you told me about this opportunity that you had, but what were your first thoughts when you heard you were going to be invited to this trip and that you were going to go? Well, the, my first thoughts is, you know, I guess I thought, you know, dirt roads and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, third world country. And, and um, you know, I guess that was kind of the first thoughts, you know, what kind of golf courses are they going to have there? Right, right. And, uh, you know, when you come in there, you know, Bangkok is a, you know, a thriving big city. And, and yes, it is third world as you get, uh, you know, further away from the larger cities. But, um, you know, I, I guess... Uh, um, you just realized how modern, you know, the, the planet really is. Right. All right. What were the courses like? Uh, great question. I mean, the, uh, we played some of the, you know, top courses in, uh, forget Thailand, I mean, some of the top courses in Asia. Okay. I um, mean, you have designers of, you know, Jack Nicholas and, and Faldo and, 
and you know big names have gone over there and built golf courses and many of them have held either asian events or or lpga um uh, events so that the quality of golf was every bit as good as you know the top courses in the united states so they were pretty well taken care of maintenance wise sand traps greens oh, oh well <laughs> As a third world country, labor is very um, inexpensive there, so they have all the manpower to keep um, uh, the courses in you know tip top shape. Okay, um, they actually have all female caddies, which is required to, to to take, and they are really stewards. And we can talk a little bit more about that, but they're really stewards of the golf course. You know, fixing divots and raking sand traps and keeping the course. Um, you know, better uh, better off than, than when we stepped foot on it. So how many different courses did you end up playing over that two-week period, Brian? Yeah, yeah, great question. So it's really not a 36-hole kind of golf destination. It's more, um, and that's largely due to the heat and, okay. uh, and being so close to the equator, you get 12 hours of sunlight no matter what time of year you're there. So, you know, with the jet lag and, and kind of taking that 12-hour uh, flip back into time when we flew there. We played seven different courses wow. and spent uh, you know two days kind of getting readjusted and getting some um, uh, Thai massages and enjoying the culture. I would say if you are looking for a 36-hole destination, you know, playing you know golf every moment, uh, the, the sun is shining. This is not the trip. This is a trip where you're going to take in, you know, the culture and the food and uh, the amazing, um, you know, temples and then play uh, golf. So it's really a cultural cross between a cultural um, trip and a golf trip. All right. And you mentioned earlier women caddies. Now, all of the caddies are women. Yeah, that is correct. If you play one hole or you play 36 holes, and it, uh, no matter what you play, it is required to have a caddy with you. And the caddies are, um, like I said, you know, they're there to enhance your experience, to, uh, to really be a player's assistant, um, you know, help with club selection, get you distances, repair your, you know, your ball mark and your pitch marks. Um, and it, you know, it is a, a, a fantastic experience because they, you know, they, they, uh, they're there to, you know, root you on, uh, and be, you know, stewards to the, to the golf course and, you know, be your player's assistants. And how were they as caddies? I mean, how did you well, find it? Did you find it hard to I, get used to, or was it just like, okay, let's go? Um, I, <laughs> they, uh, well, well, first off, um, you know, I think they're, many of them have been there since the course opened. If it's a 10 year old golf, okay. so they, know, they know golf. Many of the caddies have come from, you know, the Northern regions um, and they're looking to escape maybe the hard labor of farming. So they don't have, you know, many of them are not golfers. However, being around golf, you know, four to six hours, uh, you, you know, during the day for the rounds that they're out there, um, you know, they're professional and, you know, they know the breaks and they know the hmm. in directions. Uh, but, you know, many of them are um, not as educated. So, you know, it's uh, some broken English, uh, but they certainly know uh, birdie putts. They didn't say that a whole lot for me, more of like par putt and bogey putt. <laughs> <laughs> but they knew the breaks of the greens and the aiming uh, lines and certainly were there to, uh, to, uh, to enhance their experience and, and, and uh, encourage more laughs 
get you through your frustration moments. Yeah, I remember talking with some of the PGA guys. Cooch uh, uh, was, t- you know, talking to me about going down to Mexico and some of the other guys going down to Panama and Dominican Republic and playing tournaments down there. And it was hard language barrier-wise. I mean, it was you basically had to point, you know, whether it was going to go left or right uh, because their English was was not very good. Well, you know, the I think the cute thing is uh, they when they, we talked about breaks, obviously they would point to a spot on the green, but okay. a lot of them was a lot of times they would say one ball, one club, one grip, or one cup, one flag, and that was kind of telling you how much it was going to break. Oh wow! The first time. The first time they said one grip, I'm like, what are you talking about? And they grabbed my putter, showed me my putter grip, and kind of showed that, hey, it was going to break, uh, you know, 18 inches. Okay, so, okay. Um, uh, you know, they're, you know, beyond that, I, I think, you know, golf is, um, they're professionals, and uh, it was it was absolutely fantastic. And sure, you couldn't always ask them about their, you know, about their kids or yeah. what the, and what their hobbies were, but, uh, you know, they knew golf, and they knew the breaks, and they knew, like I said, the lines. And did you walk most of the time? Yeah, so that's a great question. So the caddies do drive the carts. Okay. Um, I walk. I would say you know half the courses were were walkable uh, in terms of really nice um, uh, you know back and forth courses. We did play some you know mountain or hilly courses, so some of the walks were were uh, you know a little bit vigorous from uh, green to tee. Uh, but uh, certainly, if you wanted to walk, they were going to drive your cart, and if you wanted to, to sit down and uh, and and relax and be enjoy the chauffeur ride. Um, you were, you know, you you could have that opportunity. And what is worth mentioning? Just two things. Okay. It is one caddy per player, so it's not a one caddy per okay. person. Okay. Right. You had your own personal assistant, and you know, from a from a tipping standpoint, and you know, um, it was uh, you know the recommended gratuity was somewhere between three to four hundred bots and a. 30 to 1 conversion rate, you're looking at somewhere between 10 and $15 for the course of a round. Wow. Yeah, but for them, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. You know, $15 a day, um, you know, uh, is, is kind of typical pay for a hotel right. employee. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, so that is... Uh, um, that is a, uh, a braggable income right. in Thailand. Right. And here it would not be even acceptable. The caddy would probably chase you down, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you did, you did stop <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah. If you make it to the parking lot. <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right. You and I talked briefly about the massagers. You say they're incredible, unbelievable. Tell us why. Oh, you know what? Uh, first off, um, um, a Thai massage is a cross between a deep tissue massage and forced yoga. Um, <laughs> uh, literally, the uh, the masseuse um, is involved in you know stretching type poses. Certainly, it's not a massage that I would call relaxing, and you're going to fall asleep to. I would call it more <laughs> rejuvenating. Uh, and if you know, as a golfer, you know, looking to uh, gain extra distance and extra flexibility, I felt 20 years younger uh, after after the massage. But there was a couple points where 
she had me, um, you know, stretching and twisting and turning that I had to let out a few yelps because my uh, quads and hammies and, and back were a little bit, uh, well, they're aging and tired for a nearly 50-year-old male. Right. And uh, I, I have to ask you this, and I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but you said sometimes they, they even get up on the table because the tables are three times the size of the ones we have here and they kind of, you know, push on you or sit on you to make sure that you can get in that position. Yeah. So the, yeah, the tables are actually mat. They're about three times the size of a normal table and and they're at ground level. Um, you are fully clothed with a robe and they massage the hole. And many of the times they will, they will crawl on you to dig their knees into the back of your hammies. Oh, no. Or they will, or they will if, you know, if you are going to, if you imagine laying on your back and throwing one of your legs over to the, over to the side to kind of stretch out uh, uh, the back of your legs and right. the, the, your lower back, um, they will actually lean into it uh, oh. to, to make sure that uh, they are getting a stretch. Yes. So it is a, uh, it's, it's, it's a, you know, physical, you know, the, um, type uh, type stretching. I mean, like I said, uh, I, I called it submissive wrestling. Uh, <laughs> <it was> done. <laughs> yeah. Um, All you were missing was the body slam. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was worth. Uh, you know, I, I received uh, or I, I uh, sought out three massages during the course of the trip because. Man, like I said, uh, for the next 48 hours, you were rejuvenated and and uh, certainly um, uh, relaxed and, and ready to, to tackle on the day and, and play your golf. That's great. Well, Brian, thanks for uh, telling us about your trip to Thailand. I've been anxious to hear about it. I'm sure you're going to put some pictures together. Uh, send it that to us. We'll put it up on our website. Uh, but thanks for being with us so early in the morning. And from Wisconsin to Thailand is not a short trip, but thanks for being with us. Hey, you know, I'm going to leave you just for more information. Uh, Golf Good Asian point. is a golf packager that puts together uh, packages, um, everything from your from your golf to your lodging to your excursions, uh, travel. Um, Thailand is uh, the, the the tourism, um, the government uh, tourism uh, website where you know is a wealth of information okay. for you know re- researching and planning your trip. Oh, and and give us the website one more time. Yeah, it is uh, Golf Asian is the golf packager and uh, Travel Tourism. I'm sorry, uh, TravelThailand.org is the um, is the convention and visitors overall tourism website. Got it, Brian. Thank you. You have a great day. Thanks for listening to Golf Trips Radio. Please follow and subscribe to this podcast at Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, or GolfTrips.com.